If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Stop using eye drops. They may be linked to a drug-resistant infection. The recommendation, of course, is a precaution because 50 patients have tested positive for a drug-resistant bug. Most patients used EzraCare artificial tears, but it's unclear if the product caused the outbreak. So, according to this, people should immediately stop using eye drops that may be linked to drug-resistant infections. That's according to the CDC. Um, it's unclear whether the product caused the outbreak, but stop using it just as a precaution. The recommendation after permanent vision loss resulting in an eye infection was reported in one person. One person died from a bloodstream infection. (laughs) Uh, The patients tested positive for a multi-drug resistant bacterium. As of January 20th, just 10, 11, 12 days ago. Today, if you're listening live, it's the 2nd of February 2023. Uh, As of January 20th, 50 people across 11 states, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Florida, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Nevada, Texas, Utah, and Washington had tested positive for the bacterium called Pseudodomas aeruginosa. Pseudomonas aeruginosa. Yeah, that's what I said. The majority of patients with positive samples told the CDC that they had used eye drops prior to testing, and the most commonly mentioned brand was the EzraCare Artificial Tears. So they took samples from the patients in hospitals and outpatient clinics between May of last year and December of last year. We do know that Pseudomonas aeruginosa which can cause some infections in blood, lungs, or wounds, is becoming more difficult to treat as it's evolving uh, defense mechanisms against antibiotics, known as antibiotic resistance. The bacteria usually spreads to people in hospitals or other healthcare settings when they're exposed to contaminated water or soil where it typically lives. This particular strain of Pseudomonas aeruginosa found is resistant to carbapenems. Carbapenem. Yeah. Which are powerful antibiotics that kill bacteria that cause diseases like pneumonia, urine infections, severe skin infections. It's also resistant to other antibiotics, <laughs> uh, which doctors use to, uh, you know, for urine infections and meningitis and bloodstream infections. So, um, good luck. I would just say perhaps you stop using eye drops out of an abundance of caution. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. I just want stories to, you know, wrap it up. There's a story here about a, a lady in Chicago, Cook County, 
who was arrested and uh, charged with stealing over $1.5 million of food, primarily chicken wings. This Vera Lydell, 66, began working as director of food services for the Harvey School District, I'm sorry, the Harvey School District 152, in July of 2020, which, you know, I mean, that's uh, pandemic time, right? So between July of 2020 and February of 2022, almost two years, she placed hundreds of unauthorized orders for food items, including 11,000 cases of chicken wings through the school's district's main supplier, this Gordon Food Service. The orders were placed separately from the district's legitimate orders. Now, uh, according to this, the massive fraud began at the height of the pandemic. Yeah, well, that's when students weren't even coming to school. Though uh, the school district continued to provide meals for the students, families would just came to pick them up. Isn't that special? Now, believing the orders were genuine, Gordon Food Service is like, we didn't know. Uh, she was just ordering it from us. We we figured that's what she needed, so we gave it to them. <laughs> she used one of the school district's cargo vans to pick up and transport the the stolen food. Well, it wasn't stolen at the time. She, they didn't think it was. And it was never brought to the school or provided to the students. Okay. I don't know that they can have chicken wings at the school. I don't think they're supposed to have chickens with bones in them at the school. Heaven forbid that we have that. Anyway. Uh, so according to this, a routine mid-year audit looked, said the food service department had exceeded its annual budget by over 300,000, despite only being halfway through the school year. So she's the only person responsible for placing the food orders orders. And that's where we said, Hey, upon closer review, these individual invoices signed by her wherever these massive quantity of chicken wings, (laughs) uh, Yeah, and it said here, they can't even serve students. I thought I remember, because students can't be served food that contains bones. Oh my gosh. We are are in a... Good times. Good times is where we end. Or what we're in. So she would would purchase them. um, And she's being held in Cook County Jail uh, now. And uh, she's due to uh, appear in court in uh, the end of February, February 22nd. She's charged with felony theft and continuing a financial crimes enterprise. Okay. So most of the things that she took were the chicken wings, although she did take some other, some other products, according to this. Um, and they are saying that it's, uh, you know, 1.5 million. I'm interested. They were 300,000 over budget. Uh, I want to know who she was selling or giving the chicken wings to, um, how much money she made. And I just want to, I want this to wrap up. I want to know why she was doing it. That's all I want it to, I want it to wrap up. I want me to tell me, oh, tell me this. I just don't, I just don't want to tell me she got arrested for stealing it. <laughs> Whatever restaurant uh, was working with Vera uh, is now going to have to pay full price for those chicken wings, which is, uh, you know, they're not going to be making as much money. Was it someone of the Italian persuasion that she was selling them to? Or was it someone, you know, down at the barbecue joint? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just saying, I just want to know what 
Vera was doing with the money, who she was selling it to, why she was doing it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I just want to know. Who, what, where, why, when, how. Just want those questions answered in the story, please. We do know that uh, they found it now. Remember, we talked about the urgent warning that was in place after the uh, KCM-137 capsule was lost in transit somewhere along the 870-mile journey between the Rio Tinto mine site in northwestern Australia. The Department of Emergency Services in Rio Tinto was notified that the capsule was missing. We talked about that. We know that health authorities have warned that standing within a meter of the capsule is the equivalent of receiving 10 x-rays in an hour and urge anybody who finds it not to go near it. Well, good luck. I mean, it's smaller than a penny. And they were trying to tell you that uh, you had good risk radiation burns or chronic illness and potentially death. Well, yeah, you'd have to you know lay on it or stick it in a body part. For that to happen, for this to do something with that capsule, you probably aren't going to do. However, they were, they're looking for it. They sent the crowd out. They were going to go along the road, the 870 mile journey. Uh, They claim that it fell. Remember, we talked about it, that it fell through a hole in the truck where a bolt had been dislodged after a container collapsed in transit due to vibrations. Okay, that's a lot to have happen. Uh, so they used specialized equipment to detect radiation and they started going along the 870 mile route and yay, it's been found just off the highway. They literally found the needle in a haystack. The all but impossible has been achieved. Yay. So, you know, everything is okay over there in West or Northwestern Australia. They found the KCM-137 capsule, so rest easy. And they also found the two Emperor Tamarin monkeys from the Dallas Zoo, uh, named Bella and Finn. They were found uh, in a home in uh, in the DFW area. uh, They were in a closet in this house. The empty building where the monkeys were found, I guess, was recently broken into filled with wild animals it was according to a nearby church that owned the property they planned to use it as a youth center so no arrests have been made no suspects have been identified by police they did post a picture of a person of interest uh, when these monkeys were taken or when they first appeared missing but uh, no one has been uh, arrested or talked to yet but the monkeys have been returned Still need to upgrade the security a little bit at Dallas Zoo and zoos around the world. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Good news for you, King of the Hill lovers. Uh, The revival with the original cast is coming to Hulu. King of the Hill has been gone more than 13 years. I mean, it's still been obviously running forever uh, as far as as far as syndication goes. But uh, Hulu has ordered it and they're up and running. They're, the show is set still set in uh, Arlen, Texas. Follows the life of Hank Hill. <laughs> 
ABC Entertainment, Hulu, and the Disney-branded television streaming originals said uh, the show has all the perfect ingredients to meet this moment in animation at Hulu. So get ready for that. That should be uh, that should be a fun ride. And Dr. Pepper said that it's going to add their new strawberries and cream soda to the permanent lineup hitting the store shelves later this month, becoming the only strawberry and cream flavored dark soda on the market. So if you enjoy Dr. Pepper and or Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream, well, it's not just uh, it's not just for fun anymore. Strawberry and cream flavored dark soda will be on the shelves every day soon. A reminder that one of the things that uh, helps keep this show free is a membership, a subscribership to Blaze TV. Uh, Blaze TV, we got all kinds of shows uh, happening on Blaze TV, along with Glenn Beck and Pat Gray Unleashed and Stu's show, whatever it's called. Stu does something. I'm on that show from time to time. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the thing that helps keep that pod- this podcast free is that your subscribership to Blaze TV. Now, you can go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, and look at uh, what kind of deals we have for uh, memberships. But uh, I think if you go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy and use the promo code Jeffy, that gets you a discount of 10 bucks. But right now, if you use the promo code PIMP on a blimp, you're going to get $20 off of Blaze TV for your subscription because we have a new show beginning February 8th on this network. Uh, Alex Stein is going to do his show on Blaze TV. So you can, uh, you know, he is Mr. Pimp on a blimp. So uh, you can go to blazetv.com slash primetime and use the promo code PIMP on a blimp or you can go to blazetv.com slash jeffy and use the promo code PIMP on a blimp and get $20 off your yearly subscription. Uh, and that, of course, uh, you know, Alex is fun and he does a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of stuff that you can uh, say, hey, that's not really political, politically correct. No, no, it's not. It's not politically correct at all. So uh, Primetime99, who is, uh, you know, always on the grind. And if you don't believe it, just ask him. Uh, Primetime with Alex Stein, beginning February 8th on Blaze TV. So go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy and use the promo code PIMP on a blimp. Those of you that subscribe to this show, Chewing the Fat, thank you very much. I know you're listening. If you're listening right now and you're not a subscriber, that means you're a freeloader. Nobody likes a freeloader, okay? Everybody likes free stuff. You can subscribe to the show for free, but if you're using someone else's uh, subscribership or their phone right now and you're listening to the show, you're a freeloader. Nobody likes freeloaders, okay? And uh, I see where uh, you can always rate and review the show. Uh, 20 stars, best podcast ever. And I see where Pickle Weasel has uh, rated and reviewed the show, saying, if anything enters your ears today, I hope it's this is the best podcast I've ever listened to. Oh, my gosh, Pickle Weasel. I My heart just fluttered just a little bit. And remember, we talked about uh, the uh, 
review that talked about this podcast is junk food for your soul. I love that so much. That is so awesome. That's really my new moniker for this show. I love it. Junk food for your soul. Chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. You can always email the show, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can follow me on uh, social media. Twitter is at JeffyJFR. Instagram and Facebook is Jeff Fisher Radio. If you'd like to have me uh, reach out to someone in your life for Valentine's Day or birthdays or even just a special hated day, you can do so on Cameo. That's not free. Uh, at JeffyJFR. And I'm happy to be happy, mean, or you know, just downright mad, but, uh, anything you need, just, you can order a cameo from me at Jeffy JFR. So since every day has to be, uh, some news about Tom Brady now, uh, it's, it's, a, apparently some sort of sports rule. So, uh, we're talking about, uh, Tom Brady retiring yesterday. And today we're talking about how his wife, you know, kind of, Uh, She commented on his post and everybody's taking it like she was slamming him or she was just, you know, being that that ex-wife that we all know and love. She commented on his retirement post, wishing you only wonderful things in this new chapter of your life. Oh, and she, she also added the prayer hands emoji. That's so special. See, that's that kind of... That's like just that kind of uh, we'll take a little slap with you. Yeah, remember I'm still out here because <laughs> uh, she didn't have to comment at all. Now, would the story have been Giselle didn't even comment on his retirement post? That probably would have been better. I don't know, but uh, you know that wishing you only wonderful things in this new chapter of your life. I'm in my new chapter too. I just got back from Costa Rica. I'm down in Miami. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I got my, I got my man with me. So you do whatever you need to do, Tom. <laughs> so anyway, and the new news today is tomorrow, the 84 Brady movie hits the theaters, probably tonight, uh, sometime tonight as the early releases, the, uh, uh, Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno and Sally Field portraying the uh, quartet of 80-something New England Patriots fans who hit the road to see their team play in the 2017 Super Bowl. And that's uh, based on a true story. And it should be fun. It's going to be stupid fun, right? I mean, it's, it's, that's what it's going to be. It's not going to be, you know, Oscar-worthy. But you've got these four... And I, look, I, I don't necessarily like Jane Fonda and, you know, I, but they're, you know, Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, Sally Field. I mean, those are four, you know, Hollywood icons, uh, like them or not. So they're going to, I mean, they, they could, they have handled the screen themselves, let alone together. Sometimes you get them together and it's too much, but apparently, uh, according to the reviews, uh, these, uh, the four women save AD for Brady from itself. So, okay. I mean, that's great. Of course, that's what you're hoping for, right? Because the story is just something about Tom Brady and it's uh, going to be about NFL and propaganda, but uh, it's going to be these four ladies traveling to see, you know, the Brady experience at the Super Bowl. And it's, it's going to be, you know, it'll be, it'll be stupid fun. It'll be worth a watch on streaming. I don't know about seeing it at the theater, though. Ooh, ooh. Seeing it at the theater? Nah, no thanks. No thanks. Let's, let's wait for that to hit the streaming uh, very soon, okay? 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today, Punxsutawney Phil was awakened from his burrow on Gobbler's Knob. He then spoke to the president of the inner circle in a language known as Groundhogese. The president of the inner circle is the only person able to understand Groundhogese through his possession of an ancient Akia wooden cane. <laughs> I don't know that I knew that. So he has a possession of an ancient cane, and that makes him able to understand Groundhog Ease. I don't know that I ever knew that. <laughs> so Punxsutawney Phil uh, let the president of the inner circle know whether he saw his shadow or not. And then we get the proclamation from the president of the inner circle at Gobbler's Knob in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Hear ye, hear ye. Now on this February 2nd, Punxsutawney Phil, the seer of seers, was awakened from his wintry nap at dawn from Gobbler's Knob. I know, I just just said that. Phil looked to the skies and then, speaking in groundhoggies, directed this President Dunkel to the proper scroll which reads I see the morning has brought the finest people I see their bravery and spirit the time has come I can feel it the excitement I can hear it I see the folks with gray in their hair and I see the kids all young and scrawny their eyes and cheeks aglow from the cold clean air of sweet Punxsutawney I see that everyone knows their part and I am merely the sage but above all else I see a shadow on my stage and so no matter how you measure it's six more weeks of winter weather oh no no Punxsutawney what are you doing six more weeks of winter weather so I guess does that climate change I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. You know, earlier we talked about the uh, Pseudomonas aeruginosa that was causing infections in the blood, lungs, or wounds, and it was becoming more difficult to treat as it's evolving uh, against antibiotics, and they believe that it could be happening in eye drops. Well, now we know about a rare, deadly fungi infection called valley fever. It kills one in a hundred sufferers. It's spreading across the U.S. because of climate change. Oh, okay. The infection is caused by a fungus typically endemic to the Southwest. Researchers predict that by 2100, U.S. case numbers will increase by 50%. Now, they believe that it's spreading now due to global warming because hot areas are available for the fungus to grow. Now, I don't know if you're watching The Last of Us on HBO Max, 
But that show is about, well, it's about a game that they created back in 2013. But it's also based on a mass fungal infection based on a mutation in the gene, uh, the cordyceps, which sparked a global pandemic. And the infection causes its victims, victims to transform into hostile, cannibalistic creatures resembling zombies. And then there's a couple different kinds that people turn into. There's the kind that are the clickers. <laughs> <laughs> Those are kind of scary, actually. You don't want to run across the clickers, man. Uh, the whole thing is clicker, and it's all connected. We found out that it's all connected, and we found out that it came from the food supply, right? Uh, so that's, you know, that's the show, The Last of Us. I don't know why that's a is that a spoiler for The Last of Us? Nah, I'm not telling you about anything that happened in the show. That's just what's you know based on the show. Okay. Now, according to this, Valley Fever is 10 times more deadly than flu. Wow. Uh, it is caused by the fungus... Coccidioides. ...which releases spores in the air when soil is disturbed. The spores are then inhaled by people, most commonly construction workers. Oh, okay, because I guess they're moving the dirt around when they're working in construction. The fungus thrives in warm, dry environment and was dubbed Valley Fever because 97% of the cases are found in Arizona and California. But infections have begun to crop up in other parts of the country and experts fear that by 2100 it could be endemic in 17 states. Uh, and of course, you know, we're finding out more about it now because of The Last of Us show. Yes. <laughs> so... Valley fever fungus grows in soil, but it's too small to see. People inhale the spores from dust. Fungus spores are whipped up into the air. Infection kills one in a hundred, uh, can get into the bloodstream and spread to vital organs. Uh, that does not sound good. Uh, does not want to say no to that. <laughs> However, they claim in the story, valley fever cannot turn the host into a zombie. It can cause serious harm to some sufferers. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what they said in The Last of Us 2. Okay? Yeah, that's right. It shouldn't it shouldn't affect humans. Uh-huh. So goes through your respiratory tract into your lungs, and then it reproduces, causing further disease. Now they claim most infections are mild and clear up on their own within a few days or weeks, and the infection cannot be passed between people or animals. Again, uh-huh. Right. So you might have a mild form of the infection. Uh, fatigue, cough, fever, aching muscles, breathlessness. I, th I think I have that. Uh, they, they mimic those of a respiratory virus infection. Yeah, I think I have that. Other symptoms include night sweats, joint aches, a red rash, uh, usually on legs, but occasionally on chest, arms, and back. I, I think I have this. But in 10% of cases, become severe and take months to recover from. <laughs> uh, in cases known as disseminated... Coccidioidomycosis. It can spread through the bloodstream and other parts of the body, including the brain, skin, and liver. If it infects the membranes and fluid around the brain, it can cause meningitis. So, about 20,000 cases of valley fever were reported in 2019. 
And that's probably underestimated because most people, <laughs> most people don't think about it. They just think they're, yeah, I'm just, I'm just sick. Sure. I've got a fatigue, cough, fever, aching muscles, breathlessness. Yeah. I've just got a little virus. Yeah. Got night sweats, joint aches, red rash. Eh, I'm fine. It's just a little, little virus. <laughs> so you don't want none of that, man. Valley fever. You do not want none of that. So thankfully, Punxsutawney Phil saw six more weeks of winter, which means that we have uh, uh, less of a chance to catch valley fever because it really is spreads when it's warm out. Plus, it's not going to matter. We're going to be at war with China before this actually kicks in anyway. According to uh, an Air Force general, uh, General Mike Minahan, uh, in a memo obtained by NBC News, he is the head of Air Mobility Command. He wrote that his gut tells him that the U.S. will go to war against China in 2025. Now, he claims why that date is because Taiwan's election is in 2024. Our own election is in that year, which will create ripe conditions for the old uh, President Xi Jinping to attack Taiwan, which I'm surprised he hasn't done already and of course you know our president at least now anyway uh joseph robinette biden has said multiple times that the u.s military would respond if china invaded taiwan i think that's our deal with taiwan we may be at war in ukraine before then and it might not be us i believe that we'll have boots on the ground under the nato umbrella in that you russian ukraine war that may be coming uh, sooner than 2025 but that's just me uh, you know, my gut, I'm not a general for the Air Mobility Command. <laughs> uh, I'm just, uh, you know, just a chewing the fat talk host. My gut tells me that that's going to happen prior to 2025. But what do I know? mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, what is going on in the world of truckers? No one supports truckers more than this program, Chewing the Fat. I see headlines that the trucking recession uh, has, you know, it crashed to pandemic lows. I see headlines that talked about high-frequency truckload data suggests that the freight market appears to be stabilizing. Okay, that's good. Then I see trucking demand falls faster than inventories in December. So that makes me nervous again because we need truckers. Truckers are the lifeblood of this country. Then I see a story that talks about tens of thousands of truckers are testing positive for marijuana and leaving the industry amid labor shortages. Oh, what? Okay, truckers. 
I want to say this. If you're out on the road, uh, maybe maybe we need to rethink what we're doing. I'd love to talk to some truckers. Email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. Maybe we can reach out and get you on the show. Because I'd love to find out if uh, you're getting tested all the time, if it's a company test, if it's a federal test. Because they claim here in this story that in 2022 alone, 40,916 truckers tested positive for inactive THC metabolites. Okay, now that can stay in a person's system for weeks or months, and it doesn't even reflect active impairment if you consider being stoned on marijuana active impairment, which apparently they do. And that number increased by 32% compared to 2021. So data from the Department of Transportation's Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, and who doesn't love the the DOT's FMCSA, Uh, shows that uh, since 2020, more than 100,000 truckers have tested positive for cannabis. Wow. So marijuana is by far the most common banned substance to come up in the drug screening. I I feel like it shouldn't be banned anymore. Can we move on from the whole marijuana is bad thing? Maybe it's just me. Overall, there have been approximately 166,000 people who tested positive for some prohibitive substance in 2020. Okay, well, since, since 2020, but that's not marijuana. All right, that's other drugs as well. So about 91,000 of those 166,000 truckers who didn't pass drug screening have not enrolled in the pro. Okay, so they have a process that they have called return to work. The truckers have to enter this return-to-work process. That requires another drug test and uh, uh, 91,000. A lot of people are saying no to that process. You know what? No, I'm not going to go through the return-to-work process. That seems to be a little problematic to me. Uh, I would love to hear what the deal is with that. Uh, the transportation department's reliance on this outdated technology uh, and upon these discriminatory policies is out of step with reality. Yeah, see, I think that they're testing for it, but it certainly it does not reflect active impairment, and that is where we're at, right? If you have active impairment, that's an issue. If we test you and you're driving stoned, okay, well, I guess I, you know we could make a we could come to some sort of agreement with that but if we're losing tens of thousands of truckers because they tested positive for marijuana and now they can't get back on the job so they just decline say no i'm i'm not going to work anymore i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be a trucker does that mean that they're not going to be a trucker under the federal trucker job i want i need to talk to a trucker you need to email me chewing the fat at the blaze.com uh you can message me on twitter at jeffy jfr facebook and instagram is jeff fisher radio i want to know what the deal is with the dot's federal motor carrier safety administration's plan (laughs) and how they test for cannabis and is it just random is it the company that picks is it done by the feds and is it a random test or do you have to do something else? And then they say, hey, we have to test you. Because that seems to me like that's just uh, you could work. We hire you and you have to be drug free. 
So, I mean, I have to have some sort of drug testing policy to work for a particular company. But if you're on your own as a subcontractor, I mean, does that matter? Is that what they're talking about? Maybe these 91,000 people who don't come back through the return to work program then become independent contractors. And so they can still, you know, get high. <laughs> I feel like that's a bad thing when we're losing tens, if not hundreds of thousands of truckers, because truckers are the lifeblood of this country and we cannot lose truckers. So I told you we were going to get more from Pamela Anderson because she's out plugging her new Netflix documentary, Pamela, a love story, and also plugging her new memoir, Love Pamela. And so she's got all these stories. Remember, we talked about uh, we talked about the different stories that she's talking about uh, getting flashed by Tim Allen, and she's talking about uh, who was the other Dingleberry? Oh yeah, Sylvester Stallone. How Sylvester said that uh, he would put her up and give her a car, right? And they both have denied it. And then we have a story about Jack Nicholson. How she talks about, uh, she shared a story about Jack Nicholson, how she walked in on Jack having a threesome at the Playboy Mansion. Now, do I believe that Jack Nicholson was engaging in a threesome at the Playboy Mansion? You bet. (laughs) Is that a bad thing? I don't think so. I don't think so. She said that... uh, Uh, She caught Nicholson working his magic on two beautiful women in a mansion bathroom. Uh, They were kissing up against a wall, sliding all over each other. I walked by to use the mirror. Huh. Bending over the sink, he didn't just leave, to fix my lip gloss. Trying not to look, but I couldn't help myself. Caught his eye in the reflection. I guess that got him to the finish line because he made a funny noise, smiled, and said, Thanks, dear. (laughs) Uh, so true ah you know sure let's go ahead and go with it i know she posed naked again for ronan farrell on her you know interview with him and some of those pictures pamela uh i know honey okay i love you and it's okay and we've the whole world has seen you naked multiple times so you can just keep taking off your clothes that's fine I know you told Jimmy Kimmel that you wanted to get married again. You had, you know, so much more to life. And Jimmy's trying to make some joke about uh, Mike Lindell and being a doofus. But I know you want to get married again. And we've all seen you naked. It's okay. But uh, just go easy on the cuts. Okay? Because you are definitely three cuts to clown face. And I know you want to look pretty. I get it. We all want you to look pretty. Okay, but the three cuts to clown face is actually happening. Okay, so stop. (laughs) I'm just telling you. Someone needs to tell you, stop. You've made enough money. You're hawking your documentary. You're hawking your book. You do a couple of another nude shots here and there. You do a couple of interviews and you've made enough money. Okay, you don't have to keep trying to redo you because you know the deal. Three cuts to clown face. And you're already past the three cuts. So that leaves, say it with me now, Pam, clown face. Speaking of clown faces, um, 
Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, I know. Well, Ozzy's you know definitely uh, you know had some work with some. The wife is definitely on her way. Uh, no question. She makes no bones about it either. But I see where Ozzy is. Uh, they claim announcing his retirement from touring amid health issues. Yeah, he's still going. To, I'm sure they're going to find a way for him to do some shows. I mean, hello. It's called the internet. But he issued a big letter. This is the hardest thing I've ever had to share with my loyal fans. My one and only purpose during this time has been to get back on stage. He had a major accident where he damaged his spine. He said he was humbled by the way you've all patiently held on to your tickets all this time. But hey, uh, disappointing my fans really F's me up more than you'll ever know. Uh, I want to thank my family, my band, my crew, my longtime friends, Judas Priest, and of course, my fans for their endless dedication, loyalty, and support, and for giving me the life that I never, ever dreamed I would have. I love you all. I'm not physically capable of doing my upcoming European-UK tour dates. I couldn't deal with the travel required. So they're looking to try to find... He's done uh, uh, He's done stem cell treatments, three operations, physical therapy, uh, groundbreaking cybernex uh, HAL treatment, and his body is physically weak. I mean, he's been through so much over the years. I'm surprised the guy's still walking around. And he barely is now. So anyway, if you have tickets to see Ozzy in the UK uh, and, and, and another, any other countries in uh, Europe, go ahead and cash him in because he ain't coming. Okay? <laughs> I see where, speaking of Ozzy, I see where we have the new... Uh, the new possible inductions, the nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So we have the Spinners. Um, that's a soul group. It's not rock and roll. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Iron Maiden. All right. Uh, Joy Division, New Order. Uh, Cindy Lauper. Uh, Warren Zevon. Uh, a Tribe Called Quest. Man, who doesn't love A Tribe Called Quest? Rage Against the Machine. Eh? Missy Elliott. Soundgarden. George Michael. Come on, George Michael. Kate Bush. Willie Nelson. Stop it. Cheryl Crow. Stop it. The White Stripes. Okay, can we... We're not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame if we're nominating Willie Nelson and Kate Bush and George Michael and what's-her-face Cheryl Crow. Stop it. I mean, I know we put Dolly Parton in, I guess, so now everybody's... It's open season. But we're letting, we're nominating Willie Nelson. And how can you say no to Willie Nelson? You know he's going to get in. Ugh. Uh, I can't. And I've seen Willie live a couple of times. I like Willie Nelson. I mean, I, I'm a fan. I've seen him live. I put on a couple of great shows that I saw him at. But is he a rock and roll Hall of Fame member? Well, not yet he isn't, but you know he will be. Ugh. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.